Hi, it's Andy, and welcome to the Hills Church Podcast. Our hope is that this will help your life and inspire your faith. Thanks again for checking us out. I'm going to jump straight into John chapter 8 this morning. It should be on the screen. It is verses 1 to 11. Jesus returned to the Mount of Olives, but early the next morning he was back again at the temple. A crowd soon gathered. I love that. I kind of thought this week, would we be in that crowd if Jesus was going to the temple? Would we be wanting to gather? Um, A crowd soon gathered. They couldn't wait. And he sat down and taught them. As he was speaking, the teachers of religious law and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. And you know what that says to me? Well, they weren't in the temple hearing Jesus. They were off doing something else. And what they were actually doing is they put her in front of the crowd and they said, Teacher, they said to Jesus, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law of Moses says to stone her, what do you say? They were trying to trap him into saying something that they could use against him. But Jesus stepped down and wrote in the dust with his finger. They kept demanding an answer, so he stood up again and said, All right, but let the one of you who have never sinned throw the first stone. Then he stooped down again and wrote in the dust. When the accusers heard this, they slipped away one by one, beginning with the oldest, until until only Jesus was left in the middle of the crowd with the woman. Who was with the woman? Jesus. Uh, Where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus says, neither do I. Go and sin no more. Now, if I had a title for today's talk, I would call it Lying in the Sand. And that will become apparent. But Jesus woke up early in the day. And where did he go? He went to the temple. And who gathered? A crowd. They couldn't wait to hear Jesus. But these supposedly religious people, they wanted to catch Jesus out and they brought this woman. And I don't even think it was as much about the woman that they were caring about. They were caring about trying to trick Jesus. But what happened was Jesus said to them, well, if you've never sinned, go ahead and throw the stone. And we'll look into it in a second. But they started leaving by the oldest first one by one and the woman got a line drew in the sand that day and what happened was Jesus says well I don't condemn you but go go and sin no more and recently as a mom I've had to draw a line in the sand for one of my children because we'll we'll go into it in a second but we all can draw lines in the sand for ourselves but if you're a parent in the room it's our responsibility to draw some lines for our children and this is one I've been dreading And if you know Ralph, he's four, and he had his dummy still on his fourth birthday. You all know that my Ralph loved his dummy, and I thought, this is my time to draw the line. It was my responsibility, yes, to draw the line in the sand for Ralph after his fourth birthday to get rid of the dummy. So I think we're like nearly two weeks in, we're doing good. Although he did try to get his dad to buy him one the other day again in The Chemist. He was like, there's dummies, Dad. So he has still been tempted, but he's doing good, and he hasn't sucked a dummy in nearly two weeks. But um, I'll maybe not tell you the story and how we got rid of it, because um, let's just say there was a little bit of bribery with money, because we all know Ralph likes money. Um, But he's got rid of the dummy, and there has been a line drawn in the sand, and Ralph is moving on to his future because he's going to nursery, and he's not taking a dummy with him. Is that good? 
so my, as a parent, I was had to draw a huge line. One I had been dreading, but I think I've probably taken it worse than him because I think when they lose their dummy, they're not your baby anymore. So I do not have a baby in my house anymore because I had a line to draw and I stuck with my word and the dummy is no more. What happened that day at the temple was Jesus drew a line. It says he actually got down and he drew in the dust and he was beside the lady that day. And what he was making it clear to her was that you're forgiven. I love you. I'm, I'm with you. You're forgiven. But for you to live a life full of purpose connected to me, you need to leave that, draw a line and go and move on. You need to go and move on with your life. And I got to think, and I would love to think, and would you, that that lady's life was changed that day. That she accepted the line in the sand and that she didn't go back and that she moved on into all God had for her. But we know that drawing lines in the sand is not easy. Because for that lady, it meant that she was going to have to have a new circle of friends. It was meant that she had to leave the people that, and the places that she used to go to. Her whole life was going to look different after that day. And we kind of got three things I want to look at. What was so um, potent to me was, it was when she was standing in that temple, she was standing with Jesus. It said that Jesus was with her in the scripture, that he was there with her. Her accusers were opposite her, and she was with Jesus. And no matter what, where we've been or what's happened or where we're going to go, we've got Jesus with us. And I think that was so important that day when he was standing with her. It was publicly saying, I'm with this, this leader. It doesn't mean to say, I agree with what she did, but he has been with her that day. It says in Joshua 1 verse 9, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. She knew that day when she was brought to Jesus. I do not know if this woman had ever met him in her life, but she called him Lord that day. She knew that there was a line to be drawn. But what, what she realized was if God was with her on her worst day, he would be with her on, her on her best day. And it's so important to know that wherever we are and what we need to face and move forward to, the Lord is with us. And there can be times where we can feel alone and we can feel isolated, but the Lord is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. And we need to understand that if we do feel lonely, we can feel God with us in our times of beauty and our times of sadness. But what happened was Jesus drew a line in the sand. He got down and he drew twice. And what he did for her that day, he changed everything that she knew was her normal. She knew that there was something so big about to change for her. And I, if you know, I have been a teacher, maths being my subject, Alberto, she's in Hills Kids, she will understand. But who knows when you started school and you were asked to draw a square, did you start drawing it with a ruler? Or if you were asked to draw a line on a graph, um, when I would go around the kids, I would be like in dismay, oh my goodness, these lines were not lines. Because whenever we start to try to draw a line, we don't necessarily know to use a ruler or a sharp pencil, and we try to do it freehand. Who knows that freehand lines are never straight? Never, never straight. We have to rub out and try again, rub out and try again. But when I say to the children, 
grab a sharpener and pencil, get that pencil sharp, and get a ruler, the line's going to be sharp. It's going to be a good line. And for us in life, when, we're, when we have to draw a line in our lives, we can have helpers like a ruler and a pencil. We can have the Holy Spirit with us to know what lines we got to draw in our lives. But the thing is, we've got to ask the Holy Spirit sometimes, what lines have I got to draw in my lives? And I think we all know that if we want to go somewhere that's going to be a little bit tough, if we've got to leave some old ways behind, it's good to have an encourager in our life. We always talk about it here at the Hills. It's good to have someone alongside you that's going to push you on to what God has got for you. And I think that's a bit like the ruler, to keep you on the straight and narrow, saying this is the direction you're going. But in life, we know that leaving things behind is tough. Sometimes saying goodbye to a job is tough. Sometimes saying goodbye to a friend circle that's not headed where we're headed is tough. Not necessarily that they're not good friends, but they maybe don't understand where God's calling you to and can't go on that journey with you. Or who knows that leaving a bad diet behind is tough? Who still wants to eat the crisps and dip? Me. Yes, I'm not good. Who knows that pushing ourselves forward to exercise when we could be lying watching Netflix? It is hard to draw lines because we're always so tempted to look back at what we did and what we had got. Ralph still looks back at his dummy in the pharmacy. He would be tempted to go back, and if he didn't have me as his encourager and helping him in it, he would be back. If I left him with Judah, he would have a dummy. So if you're left with some of your friends when you're trying to go this way, well, they're happy with you sometimes where you are. So we've got to discern and ask God, you know what, where am I going and who's able to go on this journey with me? Because sometimes we've got to leave some people off on this side to be able to go to all God has for us in our new seasons. And when we've got the Holy Spirit's help and drawing lines, it is easier because whenever the Holy Spirit speaks to us, so there's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we feel something inside that says, you just know it. You know it in your heart. Well, when you've got something that you really know, it's going to be a lot easier to keep moving forward when you've got that conviction in your heart. And sometimes it's only you that will be able to discern what that is for your life. And that's something that I would love for you to pray to God about. Well, where am I headed? And how am I going to get there? Because not everyone will understand. But when you've got a conviction, it's so easy to look behind and say, well, you know what, I'm going to stay away from there. I'm going to keep moving on because you've got it in your heart. You know the very, very truth. A conviction is so good for us to get from the Holy Spirit. And I don't know what your lines might be, but we've all got lines that we need to draw. And we've, as parents, we've got lines we need to draw for our children. And it may be as simple as you need to draw a line in your diet like I do because I'm loving the summer and all the snacky food that's not hot. Who loves cold foods that don't need to be cooked, that you can snack on all day long? Well, I do. I would need to draw on the line in the sand there because we're coming, well, just because. Do I need an excuse? No, I really don't need an excuse, but it's, it's tempting to go back to crisps and dip for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But maybe it is our friend circle, or maybe it is a job. You know, there's people in this room that are saying that they are given a notice, you know, to move on to a new job. It's not 
easy to do these things. We've all got things that we're saying goodbye to, that we're moving on to something new. And saying goodbyes and making those lines in the sand is tough. It is tough. And that's why we're here at church, that we can encourage each other. Maybe it's a personal line in the sand where you want to get your language better. Maybe you used to speak a lot about the negatives and the past and, you know, well, this has gone wrong and this isn't good. And maybe you need to change your language. Well, the God's good. I'm healthy. I'm blessed. I'm moving forward. The Lord's good. We're not going to speak these negative reports over people's lives. We're going to believe for God's best for them that sort of language, that's a good line in the sand. Maybe it's a change of career. There's people in this room who have said goodbye to old careers, gone and sought out new ones. Not easy, but a line in the sand because they felt it from God. Maybe it's a relationship line in the sand. I don't know, but you will have God speak to you about whatever line in the sand it is that you need to say goodbye to so that you can walk in the fullness that God has for you. We say it all the time, God that at Hills Church, you know, we believe that God has a purpose and a plan for each person in this room and, and in this planet. But what I love about this scripture was Jesus drew the line in the sand, but what he said to the lady that day, he said, go. Now, on sports day, when go was said, do the children run back? Do they stay at the line? No, they go and they give it all they have got. Jesus told her that day to go. Once we've got the line in the sand drawn, we need to go. I love it in Joshua 24 verse 15, it says this, and this is kind of on my previous point. As for me and my family or me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And I just want to touch on that before I go into the go section because sports day reminded me on that and all the kids. We as parents, if, we're, if there's people in the room who has kids, we have a duty and a responsibility to bring up our children in the ways of God. If you're in this room today, I'm sure you have thankful parents that maybe took you to church. I, I'm thankful for parents that brought me up in church. And maybe you didn't ha have that, but you're in church here now, and that is so good, and we're so delighted. But bringing kids up in the ways of the Lord, where's the best community for your kids to be a part of? The local church. There's no better place for, to bring your kids up. Even in this day and age, it's got even harder. We have a responsibility to bring up our kids in the ways of God because it says when they're older, it will not depart from them. And we really believe that, that it is good for kids to be brought up in church. And I'm thankful that I was a church kid. But on that note, there's so many lines in the sand we could bring um, for our kids. It could be diet. It could be screen time. It could be friend circle. It could be language that they use. Because we all know YouTube doesn't always say the nice things. And Ralph has got a whoopee cushion. Let's just say that's got him saying some words that he finds are hilarious because he calls it a poopy cushion. Um, I don't know, but um, I had R Ralph a little bit more refined until he had got his whoopee cushion. But that has encouraged him in a negative way, and he tries to sneak it into coffee shops and plays tricks on all the grown-ups that are with us. And um, thankfully, when the people that's in the coffee shop see that it was actually a whoopee cushion and not real life, it's a little bit of a 
relief. But we're on a journey of bringing up Ralph in the ways of the Lord. Maybe a whoopee cushion isn't the worst, but um, we'll get there. We will get there. But the third point, so Jesus, he was with her that day. He then drew a line for the woman that day, but he told her to go. He told her to go and sin no more because it was sinning what she was doing. But it's not necessarily our line when we draw a line that it's sin we're leaving. Sometimes it's a job. Sometimes it's a relationship. Sometimes it's a situation. Sometimes it's a bad habit. Sometimes it's just something we've outgrown and not needed for our next season. What is your line that you need to draw in the sand? Because we've all got lines. And when we've drawn one, we're going to move to the next one. And then we're going to move to the next one. Because why? When we go and walk into the fullness of God, we're going to keep going. We're going to keep going. And there's going to be lines going to keep drawing every year and every day and every season. We're going to keep drawing more lines so that we can keep going and moving into the fullness of all God has for us. Is that good? Yeah. Band, will you join me up? Drawing lines are difficult when we learn that in school. But when we read this scripture, I loved it because what it said was whenever the men started to leave, the men that were trying to trick Jesus and say, this woman needs stoned, it was the eldest person left first. It wasn't the youngest. It wasn't the middle. It was the person who had been on the journey the longest. And why I think it was that was this person obviously has drawn a few lines before. And when we grow in faith and when we grow in confidence and when we go through life, we start to realize that we sometimes have to make decisions first in order for people to follow. And that man, he made a decision that day that he knew through his own conviction that he had to leave. And he drew a line in the sand that day and he said, you know what, I'm going to be the first to go. And one by one, they followed. And maybe your line in the sand is salvation. Well, how amazing would it be if one by one, they all followed you in that line? Wouldn't that be so amazing? And I'm sure there's lots of people in this room that have made that line already. They've said, you know what, Jesus, I want to follow you. Well, how encouraging is it when you see the one by one follow you on that journey of salvation. And whenever we focus on walking in the fullness of God and all he has for us, guess what? One by one, they will follow. We all want the fullness that God has for each of us, don't we? But it requires something of us. We can't stay idle and we can't go back, even though it's tempting to go back to get that dummy, even if it's tempting to go back and get those crisps. We've got lines to draw so that we can go we can't go when we're looking back, but we can go when we've got people around us that's going to encourage us on. And when we've got the Holy Spirit that's saying, this is where I'm calling you to. These are the lines that need drawn in your life. Would you stand with me this morning? I love it how God has a unique and separate plan for each of us. And I love it that your plan's different from your neighbor's and different from the person behind you and beside you and your spouses and your sisters. There's no competition when it comes to what God has for each of us. But, but what I do believe is when we're seeking God and going the direction of what God has for us, it spurs other people on to, for their own lives to say, hey, I want the fullness that God has for me too. And I'm sure you would agree with me in this room today that when you, when you go, you want people to go behind you. 
when you make a step out for Jesus, you want to see other people do the same as well. And I'm a firm believer in speaking life into people's lives and people's situations. I'm a firm believer of not saying, well, this is what you've done and this is where you're at and I'm not too sure if you're able. No, I'm a firm believer in saying, you know what, we can draw this line and we can go. We can support each other and we can all receive the fullness that God has for each of us. But we understand we're not naive enough to know that drawing lines is difficult. And I just want to pray for you this morning that if the Lord has spoken to you this morning about a line that needs drawn in your life, that you would feel it in your heart and that you would make the decision to go for all that God has for you. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that on that day at the temple that you were beside that lady, that you were with her. God, we thank you that you drew a line for her that day and that then you told her to go into the fullness that you had for her. God, we just pray today that the same for us, that we would know you're with us and where we're at and that we would draw lines upon lines that is going to impact our future and the people coming behind us. God, we thank you for your goodness. God, we thank you for your salvation. God, we thank you for local church that we can all come together and bring our kids up in. God, we thank you that you convict our hearts in knowing the truth and where we should be headed. God, would you speak to us this week that we would know where we need to draw lines or maybe rub out one that's not worked out and try again. God, would you be with us all? In Jesus' name we said, amen. Hey, thanks again for checking out the Hills Church podcast. Hey, if this message has inspired or encouraged you in any way, why don't you share it with a friend? Hey, as well as that, we meet every Sunday at 11 a.m. at the Waterside Theatre, and we'd love to see you at one of our services. But hey, thanks again for checking out the podcast. Why don't you subscribe to our channel?